Welcome to House Rich, the first time home buyer show. Where we help millennials figure out where do I get started in real estate and how to build generational wealth. Today's topic is the housing market. So is the housing market crashing? Are we in a recession? What is a housing market recession? That's just a made up term that was not even uh, introduced until sometime this year. What's going on with interest rates? They, over, they hit over 6% this year for the first time, I think since 2016 to 2006, I forgot which, which year it was, but what's going on with rates? Rates are at 6%, like what in the world should you do? Like, should you wait to buy a home? Should you buy a home now? Like, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll get into it right now. So I think the most important thing when we talk about, you know, is the housing market crashing, right? Is one, we need to define what a housing market crash is in the first place, right? Because my definition, so there's no like official definition of a housing market crash. Uh, and to go back to what I talked about at the beginning, a housing recession is just a made up term altogether, right? So like the economy can be in a recession, but to break out certain segments of the economy and be like, this, the, the housing market's in a recession, the, the car market's in a recession, like that's just nonsense. That's not, that's not a thing. It's just something to sensationalize things and to, to get headlines, get headlines. I actually named the video um, is the housing market recession to get to get clicks. So um, there you go. I think I got your view because of because of that. Right. So let's define what a housing market crash is. Like I said, there's no official definition. So when I'm talking about a housing market crash, I'm talking about one or two things. I'm talking about, hey, the market has gone down like 20 percent. I consider that a crash or home prices have gone down to what they were two years earlier. And why do I pick two years earlier? Because always recommend if you're going to buy a home you need to be in that area you need to be in that area excuse me you need to own that home or plan to own the home for three to five years because you really can't expect the home to appreciate and you know the cost associated with the home the cost associated with selling the home and all that in order to be to really make any money off the home in less than three years so why did i pick two years it's just one year less than than three and so um, that's my definition of a housing market crash. And so a lot of times people will say the housing market is crashing because they heard somebody in the break room say that they heard somebody say that a home price was reduced on, on Zillow. So that, that is not a housing market. I see you there. <laughs> um, that is a, that is a house. That is not a housing market crash. That's just mean home prices went, went down. Like no asset on the planet just goes up at a, a 45 degree angle as far as increase. It's not like a year pass and it increases 10%, a year pass increases 10%. Stuff does not go up at a 45 degree angle. Any asset goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. Hopefully the asset you purchased goes up more than it goes down. If, it's go, if it goes down more than it goes up, that, that's, a, that's a bad bet. But if you look at home prices, they, they just go up. And so I always say home prices go up and people are like, oh, home prices went down last month. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, when I'm talking home price, when I'm talking about over a five-year time frame, I'm talking I'm talking long term over three to five years. Home prices always go up. Just 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 look at any um, any historical data as far as the housing market. And so, a lot of this a lot of this conversation is based around hyperbole. Um, I'm going to start this off with this one very comical quote that I found in Business Insider yesterday when I was doing some research on this topic. So I kid you not, this is from Business Insider, um, a supposedly reputable source. I'm gonna read it verbatim. 
85% of the surveyed respondents born between 1996 and 2015 wanted the market to crash. So yes, you heard me correctly. From 1996 to 2015, meaning seven-year-old people were interviewed on this topic. Eight-year-old people, nine-year-old people, 10-year-old people were interviewed on this topic. So like why most people read headlines, like I actually read the article and I'm like, this is kind of like a super bogus step to put in there talking about like um, what's going on with like seven, eight, nine, and 10-year-olds. Of course, like they can't afford a home. That's got nothing to do with the state of the housing market, right? And so I'm gonna go through a bunch of stats with you, um, which I think are just not, they're just stats. So there's no bias to the stats. I have a personal preference, so maybe I'm biased in what stats I looked up, but I'm gonna present some stats on what's going on with the housing market. And there's one stat that I think is um, super, super interesting. The most important stat, I'm gonna give you a teaser for it, right? So in 2020, 38% of home of home prices or home new homes being sold were below $300,000, right? So that, that was in 2020. In 2021, the percent of home sale or the homes being sold under $300,000 was 23%. And so you have to stay to the end to see what that number is in 2022, but it is very, very low. And I'll point that out to say home prices go up, they go down, are we in recession or not? The floor is set on a lot of home prices, like the floor is set. And so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, the floor is set on where home prices are. And so uh, let's, let's actually jump into the numbers. So I think it's important to look at this from basically two standpoints, right? It's to look at it from the macro level and the micro level. So if you look at it on a macro level, let's look at what the numbers say. And so I'm gonna read you what home, the average home prices were for the last five years, uh, starting from July, 2018. I picked July, 2018 because housing data is between one and two months behind, which is another reason you can't time the market because the data you're looking at will always be about one to two months late. So the average home price in 2018 was $269,300. In uh, 2019, it was $280,400. In 2020, once again, this is in July, it was $305,600. In July 2021, the average home price was $364,600. And in July of this year, um, the average home price was $403,800, right? So as you can see those numbers, they're, they're going up, right? And so home prices at one point uh, between, I think, 2020, 2021, they actually increased like 43%. So that's why a lot of these numbers jumped a lot, right? So if you look at it, the macro level, which I think if you zoom out, you'll see home prices are increasing. And so but let's, let's break it down on a micro level and see what home prices have been doing this year. Because you've been reading the news, you've probably been saying, are we in a housing market? Are we in a recession? Blah, blah, blah. Let's see what home prices have been doing the last they're doing this year, right? So let, let's check this out. I'm going to start in January of this year. So the average home price in January of this year was $354,300. The average home in February was $363,700. March, $379,300. In April, $359,500. In May, $408,400. In June, $413,000, $413,800. In July, $403,800, right? So you'll see from June to July, home prices 
went like this. So they home prices are going up, 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 up. The home prices are, are turning, right? Because, you know, rates are going up. Um, a lot of stuff is going on with the markets. The home prices are turning. They're, 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 they're going down. I'll say they're, they're going down. And so but what's happening with appreciation? Appreciation is decelerating. It's not decreasing, it's decelerating, meaning that it's not going as fast as it was at the beginning of the year, right? And so, but I think another important stat to look at between kind of those June and July numbers, that was the first like four week, that was the first four week time span, I think in like, in like four years where home prices actually like decreased on a week to week basis as well. And so that, that's an important stat as well, because it looks like home prices, home prices are, are making a turn, like they're not going up, up like they were before they're they're actually they're decreasing going down but once again so let, but let's jump back at the stats so in january back in the beginning of the year they were at $354,000 right now they're at $403,000 so when when you hear home prices are decreasing but appreciation is still like very very high it's because we started off the year at a very 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 high number so like i saw a a stat from a a, a real estate company called keeping current they kind of track a lot of real estate data and so they're then they surveyed a bunch of people about what they thought appreciation would do throughout 2022. And so I, th I think the worst stat I saw was that homes were expected to appreciate like two, two to six percent. And it was from like the mortgage mortgage bankers association um, as far as appreciation throughout the year, right? And so the way the reason that home prices can decrease, and, you, and I'm gonna get into the numbers, like home prices have decreased like 28% in some areas, but the reason home prices can decrease. And appreciation still happens because appreciate when you're looking at appreciation, like like um, on a long term scale, like the uh, the macro level, um, you're looking at like what it was in January versus what it is now, not what it was in uh, July versus what what it, versus what it was in uh, June, essentially. All right, and so. Um, See the questions. I'll, I'll get to the questions at the at the at the at the end. Uh, appreciate appreciate. And so, um, what so what what is kind of the reasoning for what's happening with the the housing market? So, want want to step back. So one of the factors I think everyone kind of realizes is that home prices have home prices have become kind of unaffordable the last the last couple of months. And why is because rates are super high. Like rates right now are above six percent. Why are rates above six percent? Because the Federal Reserve is increasing interest rates, the increasing short-term interest rates, which impact the long-term interest rates, like your mortgage. They increases that to basically to to curb inflation. Because a home is the biggest asset, you know, like anybody will will own, right? And so, home home prices or home prices kind of kind of govern everything. Like if if home sales slow down, somehow that trickles down to the to the to the whole economy, according to the the people that get get paid the big bucks, right? And so. But I think one kind of mistake that folks look at where they're like rates are super high, rates are artificially high due to the, what the Federal Reserve is doing. And they're actually, uh, so I'm recording this on Tuesday, June 20th. So tomorrow, the Federal Reserve is supposed to maybe raise may raise the short-term uh, interest rates by 75 basis points. But um, lost my train of thought there. Oh yeah, but if you look at what the Federal Reserve is doing with as far as, as rates, they're artificially high now, but they are also artificially low the last few years so i think folks are looking at like interest rates and they're like hey you know rates were in the two and three percent because there's there's a lot of people that just kind of like got interest in the real estate 
during the pandemic, like, you know, real est- there are a bunch of real estate gurus that popped up during the pandemic, you know, stock market gurus that popped up during the pandemic. So their whole experience of interest rates is rates being in the twos and three percent. That is not real life. Like the those rates were only so low because the Federal Reserve was artificially lowering rates to help, you know, battle what was going on with with COVID, you know, the uncertainty in the market. And so, the, you know, the market wouldn't wouldn't take one way. They were those rates were artificially low. The, like the cost to borrow money for like lenders was like pretty much zero was like zero percent. Right. And I remember, you know, getting calls as a lender and these, these are dumb calls. If you're making these calls, sorry, these, these were, were dumb calls. But folks would be like, you know, hey, I hear rates, interest rates are at zero percent or two point five percent. Like, can I get those interest rates? Like, of course you can't. Like, you know, we work at a, a for-profit business. Nobody's giving you like anything at a break-even standpoint. But um, you know, you, we gotta you gotta juxtapose this with rates being artificially low when they were two and three percent versus where they're artificially high right now. So, if you were in the industry and once again you weren't like a, a real estate guru that popped up like in 2020, 2021, you would know in the in in 19 and 18, so I popped up in, in 18. So I'm a I'm a I'm a wildly veteran of the real estate market. But rates were like in the fours and five percent back then. So if you're looking at like a four or five percent compared to where rates are now, like rates are not that out of out of whack. Like they're just they're they're just not. I mean they're they're like a percent maybe over what a normal market would be, right? And so that's what I think folks need to realize that rates are not they're high compared to when they were artificially low, but they're not super high right now compared to um, where the market's been the last couple of years. Of course, I'm sure you've seen like the historic charts where folks are like, hey, you know, back in when I bought a home, rates were uh, double digits and, 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 and all that stuff. Hopefully we, we never get back to, to that area, to that era. And so, what I got low prices, high prices. And so, sorry, excuse me. And so that, that's going on with, with interest rates. So I saw a stat a few weeks ago where it's like, Based on and this was this was a few weeks ago when rates were in the five percent range. It was like based on based on the rates right now and the average home price. So basically, they they figured out what the average mortgage would be for a person, and based on the average salary. And it was like the average person would have to spend thirty three percent of their income in order to purchase a home right now, which is an extremely extremely high number. Like typically, it's like in the in like the twenty percent threshold. So homes have just become like unaffordable for the vast majority of the people in the market to buy, which is kind of the what, what the Federal Reserve is kind of trying to do to to slow to slow down things. But, but I don't know, folks folks are folks are still are still buying homes. And so folks would be like, ah, oh, it's like 2008 all, all over again. It's, it's not. So a couple of things you need to look at when we're talking about you know 2008 versus now is one, the main culprit in 2008 there were two main culprits. One was reckless lending habits by, by lenders, which have been um, have been eliminated for the most part, despite what uh, folks may like to say what's going on now as far as um, banks giving out uh, money to minority communities. But those reckless lending habits are gone. And the inventory was just like super, super, super high. So um, th- there, there was reckless lending habits and there was just there was so much inventory on, on the market, like too much inventory. So let's look at where inventory is now. So we talk about, cause technically it's still a seller's market despite um, what you may be seeing in the news. And so what's considered a seller's market in the first place is when there's about six months of inventory on the on the market, essentially meaning that like if no more homes were to be ever put on the market, inventory will run out in, in six months. That's what's considered like a, a seller's market. So let's look at where inventory is right now. So we're basically nationwide 
at about a 3.3 month supply of inventory. So we're still in a seller's market. And so folks will be like, hey, I saw homes reduced on Zillow. Um, you know, what's going on with that? How are we still in the seller's market if home prices are being reduced? Well, I'm not a realtor, but my assumption is what happens is folks are just posting like doing like Hail Mary pricing um, online when it comes to when it comes to homes, right? So folks are like, yeah, you know, I think my realtor, I think you did the comp. My home should go for $400,000, but you know, home price has been going wild. I want you to put, I want my home to be sold for $450,000. And then some realtors to back away, some realtors be like, okay, we'll, we'll let the market dictate. And so a lot of those Hail Mary prices were getting accepted because folks were doing a lot of, a lot of overbidding, right? And so now those kind of those Hail Mary prices are no longer being accepted. So homes that were just overpriced to begin with are now being reduced and going kind of back down to where the market says the home prices should be. And so let's get back into the inventory, right? So once again, I mentioned we're at a 3.3 month supply of, uh, of inventory. So um, gonna, I, I, can't, I forgot what the source was, I apologize. I like to source my sources or cite my sources, but so nationally there were 1.3 million homes for sale in March, 2020. This was down 9.2% from the previous year. So in March of 2021, uh, the home, the average homes for sale were down 35% or inventory was down 35% to 868,403. And in March 2020, inventory was down another 25% to 653,862 homes. So inventory is, is low. It's, 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 Inventory is is lowest, but it's pre it's pre uh, it's pre twenty twenty levels as far as inventory, right? So we don't have the inventory surplus that we had in previous years, right? And so, um, so inventory is still very low right now. And so, so what's another thing that's going on as far as you know inventory being lower, folks not putting their homes on the market. So I saw another article. It was in the Wall Street Journal, right? And so. It, it was a very interesting, interesting article. I think my neighbor did this, like my neighbor um, actually rented their home, which I thought was was weird, um, but it makes a lot of sense once I kind of go over what I read in this article. So there's a bunch, a bunch of people that purchase homes, you know, in 2020, 2021 or, or whenever when rates, or even before that, when rates were in the threes, in the threes, like my, I bought my home in 2016 and my, my interest rate is in the, uh, in the, Obviously, it's in the threes, in the low, in the low threes. Low enough that I didn't need to refinance it now. And so you have these people with these super, super low rates. And then they're like, you know, I have equity in my home, but it doesn't make sense for me to sell my home because now I'm going to have to buy a home. Home prices are high and I'm going to have to get a higher interest rate. So what folks are doing now instead of selling their home is they're just renting out their home, right? Because there's this big gap where this delta between their mortgage and just for amateur landlords between what their mortgage is and what the mortgage would be um, on a potential home. So, right, I'm just going to make up some numbers, but let's say, like, I bought my home in 2020, right? I got a 3.000% interest rate, and my mortgage is going to be, like, $2,000. So, right now, with rates in, like, the five and sixes, the mortgage and, and the home price being higher, the mortgage on the exact same home may be, like, $2,700, $2,800. So, there's, like, an $800 delta between their mortgage and, like, what it may cost in order to, like, purchase that 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 home or the person that home someone else to purchase that home and get a mortgage on that that property. So like a lot of amateur landlords are seeing that delta and they're just renting their home instead of um selling it and putting on the market and, and entering the the real estate market with everybody else to capitalize on the equity. And so 
there because they there you know there's less inventory, which means from a a landlord perspective, there's a higher not to disparage anybody, but there's a higher quality of renter on the market now because folks are basically folks that probably could purchase are being priced out of the market. Let's say higher quality of renter. We're talking about folks that don't not that anyone wants to be late, but folks that don't want to miss a payment because they're like thinking, hey, I want to purchase a home like two or three years down the line. I don't want to mess up my credit and, and all that. So there's like that higher quality of renter on the market um, right now. And so some folks are probably saying, you know, hey, um, <laughs> um, you're, you're presenting all this great data. So let, let's go over some of like the, the doom and gloom data, right? Because everything is not uh, sweet and, and, and rosy, right? So if you look at July um, year over year, new home sales are down 30% from July of last year and existing home sales are down 20% over year over year over last year. Once again, July of last year though, it was like an all time market, but home, home sales are down 20% for new homes ho new homes, and they're down 30, 20% for existing homes. That, that's a number to consider as well. Um, according to Zillow, 62% of home prices have been uh, on the decline. And year over year, um, overall 28.5%, there's been a 28.5% decrease in the average home price. Once again, that's that's year over, over year. Uh, according to Goldman Sachs, home prices are expected to decrease about 8.9% in 2022 and 9.2% in 2023. That's what that's what the good folks over at Goldman Sachs have to say for themselves. And so that's that's just some of the data there as far as like home prices, right? And so um, I saw some other stats as far as like building permits were, were down as well. Because the thing about building permits, building permits like trail the actual like homes being built. So what I read, and it makes a lot of sense, the, the number of building permits being issued is actually kind of a better indicator than the actual uh, home sales. And so um, building permits were down like uh, I, I lost my number where I had it there. I think they were down like like ten percent year over year as well. So that's a interesting interesting set to look at. Is like what's going on with uh, with the building permits? Like who who would have thought um, that was a great indicator of home prices? And so basically everything is kind of kind of lagging behind there. And so I want to get back to this. So having all said having said all that, I want to get back to the stat that I kind of alluded to at the beginning of this. This presentation, which was um, the number, the percent of home prices, the percent of homes for sale under three hundred thousand dollars. I think that's a super important stat for you to look at when you're deciding: should I buy now? Should I buy later? So, once again, to to recap, and I'm going to jump all the way back to 2000, 2002 because I saw in two thousand two, eighty two percent of homes were for sale were under three hundred thousand dollars. Right? That that was in two thousand two. So let's jump back to 2020. 2020, the amount of homes for sale under eight under three hundred thousand dollars, sorry, was 38 percent. In 2021, the percent of home prices for sale under three hundred thousand dollars was 23 percent. So in 2022, present day, the percent of homes for sale under three hundred thousand dollars is 11 percent. So one in every 10 homes is under $300,000. And so that's a crazy stat because home income isn't decreasing, <clears throat> excuse me, income is not increasing at that same rate. So that's why 
so those are stats. And I'm, I'm going to throw my, my opinion in here, right? And so that's why I always kind of tell folks that, hey, like, buy, buy like, if you listen to the podcast, I say, you know, buy land. Rumor has it they're not making any more of it. Like, the floor is set on some of these home prices. So no matter what's going on at, at, at the top, home prices are only going to get, like, so low from here on out. So once again, only 10% of homes being sold today are under, or 11 are under $300,000. And so that's why a lot of folks are being priced out. So like, you can look at all this this data, you can look at the headlines and, and folks say, you know, what's going on with the market? I don't know if I should pull the trigger or not. You don't got to worry about what's going on at the top of the market. Like worry about what's going on at the bottom of the market because the reason that these homes are, there's the home prices, the homes for sale under $300,000 are dwindling is because builders have no incentive to build homes, affordable homes or these these more affordable homes under $300,000. I'm sure a lot of folks are saying $300,000, that's a lot of money. That's not even affordable to me. My, my, my point exactly, but there's no incentive for the builders to, to build these homes that are under $300,000 just due to uh, labor, maintenance costs and, and all that. So that's why they're not, they're not building any homes that are under $300,000. Um, and so most homes the builders are building, like they're starting at like in the high threes, fours and fives, right? So they're not building any any cheap homes uh, nowadays. So that's kind of a issue when it comes to uh, affordability, right? And so the big question, so should you buy now or should you wait? You kind of know my opinion, but I think if you're looking at try to make a decision on your end, uh, as I went back, as I go back to the beginning of the presentation, like you need to figure out like what what is your point that you're finally going to jump into the market? Like at what point are you saying that, hey, this is the perfect home price for me, or this is the perfect interest rate for me. Because that, that's the hard part. Like that perfect number may never come. Um, because once again, the all the data that I presented to you, it's it trails, but it trails by one to two months. So when the housing market starts to, to turn, it, you're not going to know about it until it's already started to turn, right? But you need to figure out like what is your perfect price, home price, or your perfect, more importantly, your perfect um, monthly payment that you want to get into the market. So you need to figure that out on, on your own accord. You need to figure out how you're going to even figure that out um, in the first place, right? And so I think that's an important thing for you to figure out. Uh, once again, you want to make sure that you're kind of working on your, your budget because all this should fit within your budget. And then as always, remember, like you can like refinance. I'm not telling anybody to run out and buy a home at a 6% interest rate, but I'm, I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying don't either because like I said, now we're still in the seller's market, but you have more opportunity to negotiate than you would in the past, right? And like I said, you can always, it costs money to refinance, but you can always refinance the home. If like market, if rates um, at some point stop being artificially uh, inf inflated by the Fed and they kind of drop back down to maybe the fours or fives because a 2% drop in interest rate is like a crazy uh, drop as far as your monthly payment. And imagine that you purchase a home within your budget when rates are in the the high fives and sixes and they drop down in the fours, you may be saving like four or $500 a month. And so now you can, you know, put that other money towards, you know, maybe buying an investment property, maybe investing in the, in the stock market or, or, or whatever kind of, excuse me, or whatever kind of, kind of floats um, your boat there. So um, yeah, so um, that, that's kind of what I, what I have for you guys this evening. Um, if you guys got any questions, feel free to, drop them in the chat if you if you enjoyed the presentation feel free to like the video it, it boosts my morale and it helps the video get out to uh more people so like quick break it down some more compare those average home prices alongside uh mortgage rates um 
Yes, yeah, so I, I don't have the, the data as far as like mortgage rates um, historically, but like I said, off the top of my head, but like I said, I know from being in the industry, rates were like in the in like the fours and fives and maybe uh, high threes in that 2018 to 2019 timeframe. I think we all know 2020, 2021 rates were like in the, in like, in like the high twos, uh, low threes. So if you have a question, just drop X. I know that the question's coming. Uh, and then feel free to um, drop whatever question that you may have for me. Um, did you look at any charts comparing monthly cost percentage versus take on pay? It's currently oh okay yeah that's so that's the that's the number I just covered where it's like it's like thirty three percent is what I is what I saw there. Um, then we see average housing costs were much lower when rates were were high. Both can't be up one percent to I, I'm not I'm not sure what that means. Average housing costs were much lower when rates were high, both can't be up 1% on 100K is one thing. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not sure what that, um, that, 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 quite, that quite means, but uh, um, yeah, that, that's what I, I got for you guys as needed. So if you got any questions, um, like I said, drop, drop an X. So I know things are coming because I'm on, what do you call this thing? I'm on Zoom. So it's like, it's like 10 seconds behind. Um, so I'll give, I'll give a 10 second countdown for any questions uh, y'all may have. If not, appreciate you joining me. Um, I like to say you can give give me a morale booster. You can, uh, you can like like my video. So yeah. Um, okay. So I'll start the the countdown. So um, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Two, one. Okay, cool. No, no questions. So appreciate you all joining me this evening. I'll be back next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Standard Time to talk about whatever's uh, going on in the market. Um, and like I say, if you're okay, cool. I got got an X. Okay, I was about I was about to log out, you guys. So I got got an X. And so, like I said, if you're if you're in first time homebuyer school, um, like I said, you'll be able to help pick the topic. Like I said, this is actually a topic from one of our our members, uh, actually Jonathan, right there. With the with the comments, so um, hopefully hopefully this presentation um, was was of your approval. But cool, got it. Got a question about y'all got questions on, on IG? Feel free to let me know. Um, so on a the question is on a three hundred thousand dollar house, what is the average monthly mortgage? So it depends it depends drastically on what state uh, you're in and what your what your market is, because the biggest factor is going to be what is going to be basically your, your pro or going to be your property taxes or depending where you're at. Like here, I'd say here in Texas, my property taxes and my principal and interest payment are almost the same because uh, property taxes in Texas are super high. They're like the fifth highest in the nation. So, you know, Texas tells you, you know, taxes, you know, they don't like taxes and all that in Texas. Taxes are super high. Property taxes are super high in Texas. So people talk about no income taxes. But so how you figure out this number is basically you want you want to do this. So I'm not sure what, what state you're in. If you're in Texas, I can help you figure it out pretty easily. But um, I'm not sure what state you're in. But what you want to do is, uh, and I actually have a video on this. It's called, um, it's called like do this before purchasing a home. It's me pointing at the screen. And I also have another live presentation called uh, finding the perfect home price. You want to just go on Google and type in mortgage calculator, right? And so you're going to type in the word mortgage calculator and, and um, put in a home, put in the number $300,000 and like a 6% interest rate and whatever the, the interest rate is uh, in, that, in, that, uh, in that market. And so 
Now you're gonna look at. Now you're gonna go. What's okay? Go here and do some, but still, still, still do this exercise anyways. It'll be good for you. So, uh, once again, you're gonna do your mortgage calculator thing and just put in a three hundred thousand dollar home, a thirty year loan, and and like uh, whatever rates are right now. I always say always go high, but and put in a six hundred, put in a six percent interest rate. And it's going to give you a principal and interest payment. So now what you want to do is you want to go to like realtor.com or zillow.com and put in three hundred thousand dollar homes and whatever whatever um, zip code you're looking at, and so. You, once you find a couple of $300,000 homes, go to the property data and look at what the property taxes are on those $300,000 homes, right? So in, in Texas on a $300,000 home, those property taxes are probably like, probably like eight, $9,000. But, uh, you know, look it up and figure it out for yourself. And so you want to take that number and divide it by 12 because that'll tell you what your tax, what your taxes are on a monthly basis. And so you want to add that principal interest payment plus the taxes plus insurance. Just, just add like 150 for insurance. And then if you're going to be buying an HOA, you got to add in whatever your HOA fee is as well. So that, that'll actually give you your number on what the property taxes will be on a, um, a $300,000 home in Houston, Texas. And so anybody who's listening, you can do that same math for whatever market you're in as well. So, all right, cool. So about to start the 10 second countdown again, to see if we have any questions. Uh, once again, drop an X if you have a question so I know the question's coming and then feel free to type in your whole, your whole question while you're not under under duress. So I'm going to start my countdown again. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. We got homework. 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, cool. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for joining me. See you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend to tell a friend.